Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscaping professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of four best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, The Lawn Care Advantage, winning strategies for a thriving landscaping business. Available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Now, here's your host. Paul Jamison. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Green Industry Podcast. You are in for a treat today. We have Cornell Mack joining us from Pennsylvania. He owns a lawn care and landscaping business. He also has a YouTube channel and a ever popular podcast, the Lawn Care Power Moves podcast. So looking forward to catching up with Cornell Mack. So without further ado, we're going to dive right into our conversation with Cornell Mack. Enjoy. Yo. Hey, Cornell. What's going on, bro? Thanks for the flexibility. Oh, no problem, brother. We got this Canadian smog out here. It took us out, so. <laughs> t- t- tell me more about that, man. I've I, I've seen some pictures. I, I don't understand what's going on. I don't watch the news enough. It's I, I don't know. Like if you go outside here and where I'm in Moroville, Pittsburgh area, you can literally see the air. Like it's it's like a fog. It's like a mist almost, hmm. but you can see it. And if you're in it too long. You start getting headaches. Your throat starts feeling weird. And that happened to us today. Like when you're standing in your own space, you can't see anything. But when you look out into the distance, you can literally see the air. And it's, I guess, breathing that stuff in. It took my boy, Captain Jack, had him uh, hunched over. And I was like, you all right? He was like, "I I got a headache. And I said, man, me too. I thought, I thought like. He, I thought that I, I thought maybe I was, I was just tripping, and and he also thought the same thing. So when we both kind of was like, yeah, let's just go ahead and call it a day. I was like, the hell, with this I gotta go. And I had a belt broke anyway, so life is coming at us fast. Man, well, I was on the phone uh, Tuesday with AT and T for fifty five minutes, trying to get internet canceled where I live and set up at my new spot. And they Mm -hmm. didn't get it done. So then I call them back today and I was on the phone for 59 minutes this time. It's almost two hours of my life. And uh, hopefully it's going to be working tomorrow when I move in. I I, I think I talked to five different people. It was so frustrating. Gosh, that's super frustrating, man. Like customer service. Customer customer non-service. Well, yeah. It was so frustrating. Uh, sometimes you just gotta laugh at it. Did you, like? I'm glad we're not recording yet. Did you? Oh, it's it's record. It's recording. Uh, pro pro podcast tip. Um, all, yeah. I always hit record before I call someone because you just get the whole. A lot of times, the best stuffs at the very very beginning or the very very mm-hmm. end. Um, so I always try to record everything. So you well, you you, you well, are you are record being recorded. So don't say nothing mean about anybody. Yeah, well, I, I, I do my best to not do that, but uh, I just sometimes when when you call and it's like someone has uh has um like broken English and it just oh, becomes even man. more frustrating. That's what happens because you can't understand them and they can't understand you, and it's like, gosh, man, this is the worst. <sighs> well, this late, I don't even want to get into it. Yeah, that's the when you first call the original number. The person doesn't speak English good, whatsoever. <laughs> but then I gotta get I gotta get to one of their supervisors to get anywhere, and even that was um it, it was it was a joke. <laughs> uh, life is rough out here, man. When you're trying to get things done, and it's just crazy because it's like you just want to get the job done. And how hard is it actually to get the job done? It seems like the companies make it hard as hard as possible just to get a simple job done. And if they just would just do it the easy way, like that's why I always say, be like Amazon. If something is wrong, Amazon don't trip. They don't, they don't hassle you about 
meeting any deadline or return your stuff, they just say, okay, here, send it back. Here's your money back. And then you don't have anything. Well, most people don't have anything negative to say about Amazon unless they're like New World Order type people or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, Amazon focuses on the customer. And I dealt with uh, AT&T and they, they, they didn't. Customer service wasn't quite there. So unfortunate, man. So unfortunate. Well, how else has your day been? It was good. Other than that, I, I had a good time at the pool, played some baseball in the pool and uh, with a bunch of my neighbors. So that was, that was a bunch of fun. And uh, Living a good life. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. Just chilling in the pool, basically. Caught a couple fly balls, if you will. So pretty fun. Nice what are we about to talk about today, Paul Jamison? Well, um, welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> we got, oh, man. We got, hold on one second. I'm getting a call on another line. Let me see how I do this without hanging up. Can you hear my phone beeping? No. Not, yo, you don't hear that? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, oh, man. I never know what to do. Someone's calling on their line. It says end and accept or hold and accept. But I didn't do nothing to let it go away because I didn't want it to hang up our, our call. Hold and accept will put me on hold. End and accept will mean you hang up on me and go to them. Oh, I got you. Why? Well, I, I, I wanted to oh. end on the person that was calling me. So it, we're still here. But anyway, um, we could talk about whatever you want. I don't I don't plan my things. I just talk about whatever. Yeah, that's the same way we do it. Mm-hmm. So it looks like we're uh, we're going to be good. It's like I always say to uh, to Cedric or to Captain Jack, because then we're my two partners, uh, so to speak, is we just got to be like LeBron and D-Wade. And maybe you won't catch that. I just said this to you, too. Like, maybe you won't catch that alley-oop in those first nine games. But, man, we're going to go to the championship for the next four years. So this is about to be great, I think. Yeah, well, don't the, the, lay off the LeBron examples with me, man. I, I'm from... I'm from Ohio. He, he left us twice. You get, give me a better example. Le, well, they call Michael him Lagon. Lagon so, sold out Northeast Ohio. Not once, twice. Lagon. You sound salty. Well, sound salty. I mean, I, I I I met LeBron in high school, um, and uh, he was a good he was a good innocent kid in high school, and then he got. Corrupted and started making some dumb decisions, but on the basketball court, the, I got I got the analogy. He's he's amazing basketball player, but I don't agree with some of the things he does and the way he left Cleveland twice rubbed me the wrong way. I feel you. It's funny every time I talk to you, somehow basketball ends up getting brought up. Yeah, I got this to meet Shaq, uh, Shaquille O'Neal. I, I know. I seen that. I was, I'm like. Paul is just like world. I'm gonna start calling you Worldwide Paul when I see you. Now my Paul Jameson of the Green Industry Park. I told Shaq. I, I told Shaq. I said, "Cut that grass and make that cash." And he got a kick out of that. He's like, "Cut that grass and make that cash." He started laughing. He thought that was. Yeah, funny. I know. Was, I seen that you uh, you tagged me in a reel on your story. I know because I'm like, man, we got we our our, our community got an endorsement from Shaquille O'Neal. He thought that was funny, man. I got him to laugh. Yeah. That's dope, man. He, we need to get him to Equip Expo. I don't know about that. We, he, he's he's uh he's living the dream, man. He's got a uh, he's got a lot of money. I I know. I, just seeing like all of the different stuff that is uh that is like available out there, and all of the different people like Greg Whitstock who do this like ultra professional work, and it made me think like how, you have to. How many years does it take? You know, maybe sometimes you like for for you, you ended up in that that neighborhood of uh, the Falcons and then that turned into a good opportunity for you. But for like Greg, he's been doing it for however many years, 30, 40 years. And it took that level of expertise to be able to have clients like Shaquille O'Neal. Mm. But it's really, it's really inspiring. Right? That's a powerful thing to see that people who we get to talk to, who we listen to on a regular basis, who we may follow on Instagram, uh, have that level of access to 
the people who we all like are in awe of. You know what I mean? There's people that have a worldwide presence like Shaquille O'Neal or LeBron James or Michael Jordan or whatever. So that's really cool that you got to experience that, dude. Yeah, and I mean, all of those guys, Michael Jordan, LeBron, um, uh, Shaq, all, all of those guys have houses. Like someone's got to take care, you know, someone's got to install their landscaping, you know what I mean? And and if you mm-hmm. want to be that person, you know, Greg, you know, Greg's the best. He's, he's, uh, I mean, one of the best. I, I know some other guys, um, Eric Triplett, the pond digger, he does really good ponds too. But, um, you know, he, Greg's one of the most, um, respected pawn guys in, in the game. And, uh, so it's pretty cool to see him get to, to serve Shaq and Shaq call him a friend and all that stuff. It was, it was pretty cool. But once you get a client, that's what, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's just, it's just wild to think that like Greg started out with like, probably like he talked about at LAL pawns in his backyard and just do a passion that he had led him down this long journey of doing installs and learning different techniques. I think he's even invented some things like in terms of techniques on how to do Paul and installations and everything. And it led him to this moment now, like where you are put into the room and stay say when you start to work in your gift, it will put you in the presence of great men and look at, let me look at that. And you, the same thing, like you doing what you do through uh, lawn care and broadcasting and everything gave you access to Greg Whitstock, which then led to you being at Shaquille O'Neal's house. Like, how cool is that? That people in our community get that. Like, I just, that's dope to me. I'm happy I got to talk to you about this. Yeah. And it's the power of, of putting yourself out there on social media. It's one of the benefits of it. Cause the, the, there's all kind of negatives to it, but the benefit is I publicly share my story of, you know, starting a lawn business and then, you know, the podcast talking about the business side of things. And enough of my story was out there where, where Greg at least knew enough that I lived in Atlanta. I don't know how he knew that, but he knew that information somehow. Um, and mm-hmm. he reached out to me on Instagram. And I think because my Instagram has, you know, clout or whatever, you know, he, he, for whatever reason, he reached out to me. He's like, Hey, I want to be a Shaq's house. Why don't you swing on by? And so I, I was like, okay, cool. And I thought it was a joke cause I'm, I'm driving down the road and I knew Shaq had to, I knew he had to live in Atlanta cause I had seen the pictures of them doing work at his house. That's the only reason why I knew it wasn't a joke, but I'm driving there mm-hmm. and my GPS, he's like, oh yeah, here's Shaq's address. And I'm like, okay. So I type it into the map, you know, my, um, you know, the thing on your, I have an Apple phone, so I don't know what it's called maps or whatever. Yeah. So I just type in mm-hmm. Shaq's address and I'm going, you know, and, and I knew TNT does a show in Atlanta. So I figure he has to live in Atlanta. Um, cause him and Charles Barkley, that show they do with, um, uh, what's the other guy, Ernie Johnson. Yeah. That shows in downtown Atlanta. So anyway, I'm going, I go through Atlanta and, and he lives on the South side of the town a little bit. So I'm driving down there and it's, you know, my GPS says like three miles away. I'm like, Oh cool. And it's like two miles away. And I'm like driving down these country roads and the, there's like houses on these country roads, but they're like probably $200,000 houses built in the 1960s. I mean, they looked ghetto and, and, and mm-hmm. there's just like farmland. I was like, you know, there ain't no way Shaq lives out here in the hood like this. And then my GPS is like, you know, 1.1 miles. I'm like, where's this house? At? And then it's like 0.5 miles. And I'm like, oh man, this is, you know, Greg's pranking me or something. Like what is going on? Cause I don't see no resemblance of a Shaquille O'Neal house. This looks like the hood. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden I turn right and this is like 0.3 miles. And then I go past these trees and then I was like, Oh, that, that's it. There's a mansion out of, in the middle of nowhere. And he's got a big old Superman gate with like the S for like Superman on his gate. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- then there's just a mansion. So it's not like it's in a neighborhood where like the other houses are nice. It's in nowhere, you know, middle of nowhere, McDonough, Georgia. And then all of a sudden there's his mansion, um, which is just like, it's like a compound. He's got an NBA full, full court in his backyard, you know, NBA size, full court. It says hall of fame, 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a dope court. I mean, it's like the dopest backyard court you've ever seen in your life. It's, it's literally an NBA. It's not like a half court, you know, or whatever, like a, a gym at the, or uh-huh. a, at the park, you know how they have the court. It's like NBA size, NBA court in his backyard. 
And uh, then he's got like other houses on his property, like that are kind of connected to the mansion. I think his like cousin and mom live there too. It's, it's pretty dope. Greg built him an awesome, awesome thing. Man. But I didn't know anybody. Uh, so I show up and uh, I mean, you know, Shaq's black, I'm white. So, you know, his cousins are there man. people. And I'm like, uh, I don't know anybody, you know what I mean? And Greg, Greg was, <laughs> Greg's flight was delayed. So I'm sitting there, you know, Shaq's cousin and Shaq. I'm just, I'm just sitting there. Like I thought they were going to kick me out. Cause they, you know, ain't no one knows no, and no one knows who I am. And a couple of people are looking at me like, who's this guy? And, uh, you know, they all had like Range Rovers and Corvettes and Rolls Royce and all these fancy cars. And I have a, a, my ghetto, you know, Kia and I've come rolling in down Shaq's driveway in my Kia. I thought he was going to tell me to go home, but, um, it was so awkward. Cause I didn't know anybody there. I mean, I, I know Shaq, but he don't know me. You know what I mean? I'm at his house. Right, right. And uh, finally, Greg showed up, and I'm like, oh, thank God. He's like, hey, Paul. You know, and and uh, he you know, kind of introduced me to Shaq and stuff. And I was like, once he got there, I was cool. But I was there for like an hour. When he didn't even show up yet. I'm sitting there like, you know, hanging out with Shaq's cousin like I am know what I'm doing. It was funny, man. <laughs> hey, man. I say life is an improv show. That's like my thing is like we we don't I never know like what I'm going to say or what's going to happen throughout the day when we when we do our podcast. I never know like what I'm going to say or when Cedric will be like, you know, we should talk about this. And I'm like, well, just start talking about it. And whatever comes to my head is is that's actually what I'm going to say. So for you to end up just on some humbug one day, like just a day in the life of Paul Jameson. Hey. Why don't you come over and hang out at Shaq's house? <laughs> and then you're you're just sitting there with Shaquille O'Neal by yourself. That's, yeah, but the person who invited hilarious. me, the person who invited me, wasn't there yet. He 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 flew in from Utah, and his flight got delayed. He he literally flew in to go to Shaq's house, and he flew back. Um, he 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 went to the Atlanta airport, flew in, got an Uber to Shaq's, and then drove back to the airport and went back to Utah like all in one day. And Shaq woke up that morning in the Bahamas. Um, th- those guys are next level, man. It's like their life's down to yeah, the minute. That's, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's crazy. It, that is, and that's I, that's another reason why I think I probably talk about sports a lot whenever uh, I talk about lawn care is just because it's so like translatable. Once you learn this, like the fundamental skill of something, it's like riding a bike at that point. Like Shaquille O'Neal can do a drop step today he just can't do it as fast as he did 25 years ago but because he developed that fundamental all of those years ago and now you know he could just he's kind of on cruise control and the same thing happens with us and our businesses is you know you you develop your fundamental whether that is using paul's price increase letter and increasing your prices every year or you know developing a system on how you're going to answer emails you do you do all of these little fundamental things, and before you know it, it leads to this this confidence. And I know, like, just getting to hear Greg uh, talk at the uh, at LAL, uh, you can just tell he exudes the confidence that a person like a Shaquille O'Neal needs to feel from someone, because like they're the ultra ultra competitive most like competitive people. And if you feel like if they feel like you ain't you can't take the punch or you can't take the blow they're out of there and I can just I got that feeling from Greg is like well you can just tell by how great his business is that he knows what the hell he's doing but like that's the that's the level of confidence I hope to have through the systems that I'm trying to develop now that I started to learn from listening to podcasts and everything from guys like you and Brian and all those other people so it's uh I keep saying it man so this is an amazing amazing industry to be in yeah Greg's very very passionate about pawns I mean he is passionate about pawns. And so it, uh, it definitely oozes and goozes being around him. He just, he wanted to build Shaq the best possible pond he could. And it was, uh, I believe it came in at about $500,000 job. Um, they, they had put four putting greens. The boulders alone were gigantic. I mean, cause they had like boulders around the, the, round the pond, like, you know, big old rocks, just gigantic ones. And the, each of those things had to be, you know, a few thousand bucks each. And, and, and they, or I don't know exactly what, how much all of them were cause they were varying size. But anyway, the, I think the final price tag of 
you know, the job was about 500,000. Um, it was crazy. That's nuts, man. That's nuts. Well, I seen you sent me the, the YouTube video on, uh, of that. That's how I got to see the, the thing. Um, how are you doing on YouTube nowadays? Well, I, it's been a roller coaster. Um, I have two channels. My, I have a channel called Paul Jameson. And then I have a channel mm-hmm. called Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jameson. So at the beginning of January, I was like, I'm just going to go really hard on the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jameson channel and, and try to post quality content there all year. So I had 3,000 mm-hmm. subs on that one. And I started doing clips of my podcast. I started doing, you know, funny mowing clips and just, just content over there. So now I have over 10,000 on, on that channel, um, which is going, going well. Then on my other channel, I have like 7,000 subs and I got an email from YouTube, um, Cornell on, um, it might've been about a week and a half ago. Anyway, they emailed me saying your account's been demonetized and Yeah. And so, um, they're like, you're, you used reused content. And so the only thing I could think of, I looked at my, cause I film, like if I go out and I film the lawn care juggernaut or Jason Creole or whoever, that content, mm-hmm. I actually am on the property with them standing there filming them. Like it's, it's coming from my, yeah. my cell phone. And so, mm-hmm. I haven't figured out if they thought, oh, well, that's the lawn care juggernaut. And he's famous in lawn care world. So I must have stolen the video. But the truth was, it came from my phone. And then secondly, yeah. secondly, my little brother, Robbie, made a half court shot at, at an Ohio State basketball game. He told the mm-hmm. um, sideline reporter, he's like, most people call me Robbie, but you can call me anytime. And then he goes on to make <laughs> the half court shot. This thing uh, gets recorded by... Uh, his buddy who was at the game with them was on a, uh, this was back when Snapchat was popular. So he filmed this thing on his Snapchat story and he, he caught my brother making the shot on Snapchat. The next morning, somehow Barstool sports and ESPN found the, the vertical video that he had on Snapchat. And then they published it on their channels. Like the Barstool sports, one of my little brother making the half court shot had um, two or three million views like the next morning, and and literally wow. sports Sports Center opened up. This is Sports Center, and they opened up with my brother making the half court shot <laughs> on Sports Center. So so now um, that thing goes viral all over the internet. Well, I had I had uh, DM'd um, Hannah. She she's the blonde in the um, in the half court shot video. Have you ever seen that video mm-hmm. I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I emailed or DM the blonde in the video and I said, Hey, I'm Robbie's brother. Is there any way that you can see if you have any more footage from that shot? Well, she checks with the, the Schottenstein center or value city arena, whatever it's called. I don't even know where, where Ohio state basketball team plays. She checks with them mm-hmm. and they're like, Oh yeah. And they just basically sent her the raw footage of the little scene. So she sends me, she's like, you know, I hope this helps. So anyway, I take that and I make it into a video. It's like 48 seconds. I throw it up on my YouTube mm-hmm. channel. It gets a couple million views, but every viral video, and, and I'm talking, I'll get, I'll, I'll see the video on TikTok all the time. 20 million views, 5 million views, 2 million views. I mean, outrageous amount of views and all these other people are posting the video. But the truth is the, the file that the, the file was on my computer and they all stole it for me. Like it was, I'm the only one that had the, that like style original original. Yeah. Cause yeah. the original original was the guy who filmed it in the arena with my buddy's uh, brother's buddy. And that's the one that Barstool and ESPN ran off with first, but the original mm-hmm. where it's more of like a widescreen and it shows like the more professional cuts from the arena. I was the first person to post that and then it, everyone else stripped it for me. So anyway, I don't know how to communicate all this to YouTube because um, maybe where I got into trouble, I did repost the um, sports center one where like this is sports center. I, I, so maybe if I delete that one, maybe they'll re-monetize me or I don't know if they're going to make me take down the, the main one, or I don't know if they think I'm stealing the juggernauts content, but 
he would tell you, I, I was sweating my, my butt off standing there filming him mowing and he's getting grass all over me and I'm getting bit by bugs. And that was my, my camera. So anyway, you asked me how YouTube's going and it's very, very frustrating because part of why you make YouTube videos, or at least why I do is to the, get paid, like is to get monetized. I'm not, yeah. some people um, are shy about that. I'm like, Oh no, no, I well, shut up. I I'm trying to make yeah. money. Okay. So I'm posted on YouTube. Right. And, and so to get mm-hmm. demonetized is de demoralizing or whatever it's, it's deflating. So. Yeah. So I, I'm on YouTube now too. I just got almost a 5,700 subscriber. So it's nice. going better than I expected. I actually got a notification from YouTube about, it's just one of it said like one of my videos was, was going viral and it was like, this video I made eight months ago just took off at the beginning of spring. And so, but I've been like really trying to be a a huge advocate for other people who are in the industry, especially here in my area to start filming themselves for specifically the reason you said, we're all talking about how we can, like some people want to buy rental properties and do all, there's a lot of qualifications that and money that's going to, you're going to have to invest to be able to do that. And it's also going to take a lot of your time, but this is what I, I never was on social media until I started like grass cutting grass and had a business and everything. And then when I realized, like if I just record what I'm doing mm. and put it on you and put it on YouTube and it resonates with someone the same way Keith resonated to me. And that's the whole reason I even started to do this stuff then that could be the real estate. Mm. And I don't think enough people are, are looking at it that way because when you think about like all there's like, I don't know, there's a bunch of social media platforms, but we know the, the, the huge ones that everyone is on. It's like Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook. I don't know. Facebook, Facebook's Facebook. real yeah. big right now. Yeah. Facebook, my boy Mo Wells is killing it on Facebook right now. But uh, all these different things, and when you think about that, it costs you nothing to go on those those five platforms that we just call uh, that we just talked about. And I remember you sent me a uh, you sent me a video uh, of Mr. Beast talking about a whole bunch of different social media things, and that's when it hit me like, yo, this is a powerful money making tool that we could have. So if you look at those five platforms, they all could be considered rental properties where you're for free renting space on a platform. And then when you use those platforms, let's just say one of them pops off. Like for instance, my guy Mo at Wells, um he's down in South Carolina. No, no, he he's in, a, he's in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Ten, yeah, ten, that's what I meant. I got to get him on the show. He he uh yeah, I keep going. He's in Chattanooga, Tennessee. He's, I know that because he, te- yeah. he, go ahead. I'm driving through there one day. He's like, why don't we grab lunch? And uh, he said yeah, he lives in Chattanooga. He, yeah, he's awesome, man. He makes the tall grass short videos like Owl Blades and the Juggernaut. But uh, the point is he uh, he posted videos. And when I first started to talk uh, with with Alex or Mo Wells, he uh, he had like a, like eleven thousand subscribers, and I think now on YouTube he might be around fifty or seventy or something like that. But on Facebook, when I first he had like three thousand people following him, and then he posted a video on YouTube. He made a short of it on Facebook, and it got fourteen million views. What? Yes, and then he posted another one like a couple weeks later, and it had seven million views. And his his uh, his Facebook went from. 3,000 followers to like 180,000 followers in like a week. Nice. Are you looking to supercharge your lawn care business? Check out Footbridge Media. They'll optimize your online presence, manage your reviews, and provide personalized marketing consulting, all under a fixed price pledge with no hidden charges and a 90-day money-back guarantee. It's time to take your business to the next level. Visit greenindustrypodcast.com now to discover more about Footbridge Media, your bridge to success. 
Do you spend too much time worrying about the safety and security of your vehicles and machines? Are you tired of the hassle of building schedules and routes for your crews? Well, GPS TrackIt is here to help. They understand that keeping your assets safe and managing your crews efficiently are crucial tasks, but they don't have to be your job. Let GPS TrackIt take some of the mental load off with their cutting-edge tools, including real-time asset tracking, optimized routing, efficiency reports, and more. With GPS TrackIt, you can focus on your real job, building your business. So why wait? Visit gpstrackit.com slash Paul to get started and experience peace of mind like never before. Are you tired of struggling to explain price increases to your clients? Look no further. The Green Industry Podcast has got you covered with our price increase letter template. Simply download, customize, and effectively communicate your price adjustments with ease. Visit greenindustrypodcast.com today and take control of your pricing strategy. Yes. So, and then he started to just, you know, as you share information with other people who are doing it, I'm, I'm like, listen, everyone, listen, just take a break for a second. Understand that you don't even have to have your own, we don't have to have your voice on there or anything. You could literally make everything a time lapse and just throw it on YouTube and you never know what's going to pop off. And before you know it, you could be making, let's just say 600 bucks a month from YouTube. And then what if you had 600 bucks a month from five different platforms? And because you had, let's just say 10,000 subscribers on one of them, you end up with two or three brand deals. And before you know it, you have another $50,000 business on the side that is just you doing what you already do. Like this is a, and and then that also, when I heard Mr. B say, uh, this was crazy to me. He said, if he knew he had 30 days to live, and I know you know what I'm talking about, Paul. Uh-huh. If he had 30 days to live, he would just film content nonstop, have it all edited down, and then he would uh, have it scheduled released for the next 50 years because he don't think anything's going to happen with YouTube. They offered this this 25-year-old dude a billion dollars for his channel that gets 200 million views a week or some or a day or something like that. Um, and he turned it down and he said he would schedule release this stuff all the way until, you know, 50 years from now. And then he said, who who gets the channel if you do die? And he said he was going to give it to all of the people who work with him. Right. So this is also a pass downable asset, because once you put this stuff on here, you look at the people who have a thousand videos of on on the Internet. Well, that's like a compounding interest. Those views are what lead to the money, right? And if you have a thousand videos and each one of them is getting a thousand views a day, then you could be making, you could have a million views a day. You know what I mean? So it's out there for people to have. You just, we have to use our brains now. And once you get into business, it's like, don't just completely dive head over heels into us. All I do is I'm this. There's other opportunities out there that we all need to be taking, at least attempting to take advantage of because you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. I want to take the shot, Paul. Yeah, and if we sleep eight hours a day, then we have 16 hours, you know, during a day. That's plenty of of time to to serve your customer and, and earn income. And also to get started on these side hustle adventures and getting better at creating content on TikTok and Facebook reels and and Instagram reels and and YouTube shorts and YouTube long form and YouTube mid form. And I mean, there's, there's so many um, opportunities out there, but just getting started, uh, Mr. Beast, I I watched a new interview with him. He did a couple of days ago with a guy's name, Colin and Samir. And he was just talking about um, how he's just obsessed with making the best videos possible. How can he make the best videos possible? And that's something I'm trying to get better and better at with with each audio podcast, with each um, with each YouTube video, with each with each um, Facebook reel. Facebook reels, guys. I'm telling you, my my pastor asked me to help him, um, Cornell, with social media. Mm-hmm in January. And so 
I told him post four, uh, four a day on all of them on, on TikTok, YouTube, uh, shorts, Instagram reels, Facebook reels. He's like, wait, there ain't no way we're doing that, Paul. And I was like, okay, well, why, why don't we do one a day then? If you're not going to do four a day, he's like, all right, we'll do one a day. And I was like, I'm only going to help you if you do one a day. You have to do one a day. And the reason I told him that is because you're going to get better. If you, do, if you do one a day, so that'd be mm-hmm. four posts total, but one Instagram reel, one Facebook reel, one TikTok, one YouTube short. If you do that for 90 days, I said, after 90 days, you're going to get better at it. And, and I was like, I can't guarantee you're going to have a video pop off in the first 90, but you got to make at least 90 just to kind of flush the bad ones out of your system, just to get used to putting the text in the safe zone. What I mean by that is if some of these guys put the text at the top, well, then the icons and the um, text from like the, you know, like the Instagram Mm. app, that looks tacky. And then down the right hand side, you have all these like um, the hearts and the likes and all that stuff's on that going down the right hand side. So you don't want to go into that real estate. And then at the bottom is the actual like caption from TikTok or YouTube short or whatever. So, so like you just got to get used to where you can put your captions in the safe zone in the middle of the screen. You got to learn how to post. So anyways, this told them you ain't going to know what you're doing until after 90 videos, but just post 90 videos. He has little talking head style videos. He just sits in his basement and talks. And so, um, and, and he didn't want to do TikTok, but it's like, you got to do TikTok. So anyway, I convinced him to do it. Uh, I just checked the other day on Facebook they, and they had less than a thousand followers when they started on Facebook. Um, now they have, mm-hmm. when I checked, they had over 450,000. Actually, actually I can pull it up real quick. Uh, let me, Whoa, let me on. look. Yeah. yeah um, in, in 90 videos. Well, well, they started 439,000 followers. So, so they started wow. in January. So the 90 videos finished March 1st and then they were off to the races. So now they just keep doing one a day, but they started with less than a thousand. Okay. This was less than six months ago. They have 439,000 followers. Now he went to Nigeria to, to hang out uh, over in Nigeria with, with um, his pastor. He gets off the airplane People are coming up to him in Nigeria saying, oh my gosh, you're the guy on social media. You're the guy on social media in Nigeria. He's like, what the heck? He comes back to America. He goes to the bank. He's in the bank. Lady comes up to him. Oh my gosh, that post you did about this. He gets recognized in the bank. He's like, what is going on? He goes to um, downtown Atlanta. He's at a event for his daughter for college. And uh, he goes up to this girl at the little booth and is like, hey, let me ask you a question. I'm, you know, I'm trying to find my daughter's thing. Like, where do I go for this? So he's just trying to get directions to where the reception thing was for the graduation ceremony. So the lady tells him, the girl that worked in there, and then the girl's like, let me ask you a question. She's like, are you that guy on TikTok? And he's like, yeah. And so, and I could go, the list could go on and on. He goes to his daughter volleyball game. He's sitting there watching his daughter play volleyball. This lady keeps staring at him. He's like, oh, here we go again. So then finally she walks up. She's like, are you that guy from social media? She's like, my daughter don't think it's you, but I think it's you. And he's like, yeah, that's me. And anyway, then he actually ministered to her and she started crying and stuff because her um, son had passed away and all this stuff. But anyway, I could, I could just keep sharing these stories all day long. He just sat in his basement, filmed a video of him talking for 35, 40 seconds, put it on social media. I told him you have to have captions on your videos, Pastor O, because 50% of the people that are watching social media have the volume off. So you got to have some captions on there. Like what I mean by that is like the text of what you're saying. Yeah. So, so he did that. Um, TikTok. Oh, I'm going to pull up TikTok real quick. Uh, what is this going on? Well, anyway, it's, my TikTok is going too slow. Um, TikTok, he has over 300,000 followers. And, yeah, um, Instagram, I think he's at like 50 K. So anyway, just starting making content and, and now, you know, it's changed their, their ministry and their life. Um, and, and it's wild. And then a guy in the church, Jerk, he started making, if you guys want to go follow my pastor, his, his uh, his handles Lionheart church. And then, um, the kid, this guy in the church, Jerk started making videos, Jerk Preston. He's at like 265 K on Facebook um, started with zero and just a couple months mm-hmm. ago, um, Facebook reels, one a day, 265,000 yeah. followers, mow it. Wells, you just told the story. So 
you guys make fun of me for making these videos, but it's it's powerful. Yeah, people don't understand, and, and especially if you have something that's like that that you know the world can resonate with uh, with Bible scriptures. I'm assuming that's probably what they're doing with the one a day, because I have a pastor at my. He's our um, he's our musical uh, pastor. His name is uh, Pastor uh, Matt. I, I don't want to misplace mis mis say his last name, but his his name's Pastor Matt. But on Instagram, he's at like two hundred thousand on uh, Instagram, and I think at like two hundred and forty thousand on TikTok. And he does daily, uh, you know, sixty second uh, scriptures where he just prays for he just says a, a prayer and 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 um and he speaks life into people. And there's a lot of people that need that type of energy in the world because there's so much negativity that is out here that it, I personally lived half my life, like letting that negativity be absorbed into me, whether it was through music or watching the news or listening to people's petty drama and, and, and trying to be involved in that. And the, the he said, she said type, type things to where I just realized, like, let me eliminate the negative stuff only focus on the positive things and let me see what that does because how I have been living at it, that, that, that sure as hell ain't working, you know? So let me eliminate whatever I deem negative. And that doesn't mean everything is negative. Like, believe me when I tell you, uh, but for me, like what are some of the things that were negatively impacted me? And it was music being involved in other people's drama and, and that type of stuff. And when I eliminated that, um, and started to really focus on the positive things, like, that's when everything started to kind of change for me. And so when people are out there uh, like your pastor or, or my pastor, and and that's what they're, they're given. Um, that's a lot of people resonate with that and they need to feel that because maybe people in their life aren't given that, uh, you know, given that light to them. So that's dope that, uh, that these pastors are able to use social media as a way to, continue to further uh, God's message, man. That's, yeah. That is definitely powerful. And, and, and circling it back to Mr. Beast, I mean, he obviously makes content for entertainment. Like his last video was a banger. He he did, um, uh, he compared boats and he ultimately showed off like a billion dollar uh, Royal Caribbean cruise ship. And he also had this like $500 million yacht. He was show. I was watching the video. Did you watch that video? Uh, no. it was it was crazy i'm just sitting there watching it and then all of a sudden he's uh he's like oh there's tom brady and tom brady comes up and, and he starts playing catch with tom brady on this 500 million dollar yacht tom brady's like this is the craziest boat i've ever seen and then mr beast is like watch this and then mr beast puts his hands up to catch a ball and tom brady throws it right to mr beast and mr beast is like this is the funnest game of catch i've ever played he's like wherever i put my hands you throw the ball. And he's like, Tom Brady's like, yeah, that's what I got paid to do. And, and they, they're just playing catch. <laughs> but you know, if like me and you were playing catch, we'd throw it to each other, but it might, you know, you might have to move a little bit to catch it. Tom Brady's just throwing it right to Mr. Beast. And if, if Mr. Beast drops it, it goes into the ocean. Cause they're, they're at the yeah. edge of the yacht. And then, um, anyway, it was, it was just a really cool video, but, um, whether you make entertaining videos like that, um, or you make, motivational and inspirational and, and like, uh, educational and teaching videos like my pastor, or you do just, uh, it's oddly satisfying and it is entertaining and it is a positive thing to show you making something dirty or overgrown and making it clean, just mowing your grass mm. or, you know, cleaning a bush or whatever, like that stuff's satisfying. And, and people, I mean, they're sitting there in their bed or on their couch watching these videos feeling like they did something because they watched it. They feel like, oh, I accomplished something, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but don't 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 feel like you have to you have to go Mr. Beast mode or you have to go, um, you know, all motivational mode. You can just show your work and, and put it on the Internet. But um, this this opportunity, I don't want to squander it um, with YouTube, with Instagram, with Facebook, with TikTok. I feel like I haven't even scratched the surface yet, or I haven't even made my mark or have been the influence, you know, the influence I want to have yet. Um, I'm just learning how to make better videos at this point. And just, um, I don't want to look back five years from now and be like, man, I wish I would have started that YouTube channel. Or I wish I would have made those TikToks. Or I wish I would have made those reels. I want to, want to just make them now. So 
I'm learning. Yeah. And I feel you on that. What not wanting to look back. And, and, and the reason that resonates with me is because like, I consider you my friend now, uh, Brian as well. And I've been listening or watching you guys for the last six to seven years. And when I actually got to meet you, because when it, before, you know, you get on the podcast, well, actually, I can't say before you get on the podcast or something, when you actually get to meet, you know, you, you or, or Mitchell Gordy or Corey Ballard, Seth, the lawn surgeon or Naylor, like when you get to meet, it, they become human. When you watch someone on YouTube, it's almost like watching Shaquille O'Neal on TV. You know, like the, the lawn care juggernaut is famous, like legit famous. The where people know who he is. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. But when, whenever, you know, you think about it and, and, I, and I finally meet Brian and I shake his hand or I talk to you, get your book, get my, get my book signed by you, take a picture with you. And then we just talk. And you realize, hold on a second, Paul's just a human. Like Brian's just a human. And not only are they just humans, like they would they would help me. And this human that I have like now has, has endeared themselves into my heart just be based off of inf- sharing information that has literally helped me to make money and change my family's life to uh, get to to meet those people and then realize that all they did like all Paul did was put a microphone out and start to talk to help people. All Brian did was put a camera out and start to help people that way. And then you get to meet those people. And I sit back and I'm like, you know how many conversations I've had at jobs where people was like, you, you should go on YouTube. Like I'm talking about before I ever made a YouTube video last year, people have been telling me that for five, six years. And I, out of fear, didn't do it. And now I regret you know, I'm happy I'm doing it now, mm-hmm. but I'm like, what if I, what if I started seven years ago mm. and not to be in competition with you or Brian or anything, but it's like, when I talk to Keith now and you hear Keith will tell you, like, he is responsible for creating at least 10,000 businesses. Mm. I believe that number. I'm one of the businesses that he helped to create by posting a video. Now, how many, he's been on it since 2003. 14 or 15 or something. No, like before that, that. No, I was, well, I, probably 2000, 2013, maybe. Cause I used to, I used to watch him when I was brand new in business and I started my business in 2011 and it wasn't too far after that. I found him. I watched his first one of his videos and I, mm-hmm. I just started binge watching Keith Kalfas. I mean, he'd be standing mm-hmm. in a parking lot and he'd be like, you know, it's like two in the morning and he's like, bro. And they just go on these rants. And I'm like, that's exactly what I'm going through. And like, I mean, his videos, I started raising, I started raising my prices because of Keith Kalfas. I was like, mm-hmm. I would add 10% on. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm charging this month. And then I get the job. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. And, uh, first time I ever met Keith Kalfas, I was nervous. Cause like, Oh my gosh, that's Keith Kalfas. And he's like, Hey, Me hey. he said, Hey man, he's like, I know I just met you, but he's like, can you hold my camera? And I was like, sure. So long story short, I'm sitting there at the, it's the, it's Naylor's rally. It's at the mega caverns and I'm sitting there following Keith Kalfas around filming. Well, I didn't know nothing about cameras. So I had the audio was off because it had like a little attached mic on the top of it. So Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there following him and he's like meeting, you know, little kids are like crying, like you've changed my life. And I'm sitting there filming it like, oh my gosh, this is great content. And we get all done and he looks at it and he's like, bro. You didn't even have the volume on. And I'm sitting there like, I just met the guy and I, I completely let him down. It was so embarrassing. But, um, yeah, that's, but when I, like, when I met Keith, I felt the same way because like I, I have, I've always loved Michael Jordan and athletes. All right. But play sports never made me money. Like it just be real. Like I, I maybe won a couple of bets or something playing, but it ain't, it never made me money. A video that Keith made led me to starting a business, which is starting to flourish, you know, in my little area and doing what I do. And it it inspired me. So I I seen that. And the feeling that I had when I met him, I can only imagine how it must have felt for him to hear. Like, I say this a lot, but like, it is happening to me now, you know, sometimes it's like when a grown man comes up to you a grown man that has a wife a family you know they have kids who are dependent on them 
They have a wife who's dependent on them. They have bills to pay. They make it a point to seek you out to tell you how you've impacted their life. That's what I did. I literally kind of stopped Keith, you know, for a whole day looking at his thing so I could finally meet him to just to shake his hand and tell him thank you for helping and inspire me, right? Um, but that feeling that he must, I'm just imagining that he had for me saying that to him, I, I felt like, man, I want to I wanna have the same feeling. Like, I want to, I want to know that my time on this earth was spent helping other people because like, what are we, but you know, a, a speck in time, right? We're, we're only here for a little bit of time, but as, as our human body, what lives on is how you've impacted other people's lives. Keith is going to live forever. And I want that same thing. Like, I just, I just want to, I want that spirit of like here, is some information for you that can actually help to change your life. Not necessarily financially, but hopefully in every prosperous way that, that there could be. And uh, yeah, that's the reason like it's also important to get on here. You could be the one. You know, you familiar with who Ed Milet is? Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, I think I've heard a couple of his um, podcasts uh, or him being a guest yeah, on a podcast. But anyway, I'm not too familiar, but I think I, I think I know who you're talking about. He is so awesome. He has this really deep, powerful voice. Um, but he says, in every wealthy family, at some point, that family wasn't wealthy. And then the one shows up. And that one changes the family tree forever. And in his family, he's the one. Well, in my family, I'm the one. He says, people don't, we don't think the same anymore. We don't act the same. We, we think differently about ourselves. We think highly of ourselves. We want to go out and win in life. Like that's my my whole thing. Is that's what I want to give that feeling to my kids, and so that they can spread that. And I want to give that to other people because what I learned from him was like we are we're we're here for a finite period of time, and if you could be the one, like it, it might be called one podcast. You, maybe it could be me that. That this podcast you're listening to right now could be the thing that spearheads you into going into who knows what multi-millionaire status or whatever changing whatever thing that is going on in your family uh, but like you could be the one and I think that's super important um, to actually talk about it so that if I'm not the one like for the world I don't believe that but maybe the one who is going to help the world will hear something that Paul Jameson said or I said or Keith or Brian or you know whoever so it's important that we share don't miss your chance to level up at the 2023 Equip Expo in Louisville Kentucky from October 17th through 20th you can explore the best in landscaping and hardscaping across the 1,000 exhibits. Make the most of this event and use my promo code Paul to save a whopping 50% off your registration. Just check out the link in our show notes and let the growth of your business take center stage at the Equip Expo. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.